Welcome to the Discovering Our Scars podcast. Where we share personal experiences so we can learn from each other. I'm Steph. And I'm Beth. I've been in recovery for 16 years and am the author of Discovering My Scars, my memoir about what's done in the darkness eventually comes to light. I'm a lawyer turned pastor who's all about self-awareness and emotional health because I know what it's like to have neither of those things. Beth and I have been friends for years, have gone through a recovery program together, and when I wanted to start a podcast, she was the only name that came to mind as co-host. I didn't hesitate to say yes, because I've learned a lot from sharing personal experiences with Steph over the years. We value honest conversations, and we hope you do too. On today's show, we're going to have an honest conversation titled, Life Not According to Plan. Then we'll share a slice of life, and the show will close with questions for reflection. We'll invite you to reflect on the conversation in your own life. So Beth, we started out this year strong. We did. We were really proud of our first episode called New Year's Reflections. Yep. Episode 135, bring it on 2023. Yes. We reflected on 2022. We made some, not really forecasts, but some, we shared some ideas we had about the coming year. We were, we were ready. In, in full disclosure, we recorded that episode before Christmas. Right. Because we needed to release yes. early in the year. So yes. So we it. did yeah. record it in the middle of December with high hopes. Yes. High hopes of what was coming and we were reflecting on the past year right you know right we did both so um we released it that was good that was good and then and then real life happened and then maybe three weeks happened and we didn't have a podcast come out which we've never had that happen in three and a half years of podcasting we've never missed an episode yes which i am not someone that is going to like i don't believe in like apologizing for like not getting out content on a consistent schedule because life happens but also that's just kind of like a big deal to us because we haven't done that right 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 um and it wasn't a hard decision to decide to not do it because life was more important but um what happened what was the first kind of thing that happened of why the first uh delay was because the day we were supposed to record uh well initially we had a recording set and then I had to call you and say, my husband has COVID, so we're going to have to record remotely. Yeah. And you were like, okay, no problem. We can pivot. We can do that. I will say in my mind, I'm like, she going to get COVID. And Beth was so optimistic. I was, I'm feeling great. I did. I she thought good. she still had her, her superhero outfit on that said, I am no COVID woman. I moved him. Well, he moved himself upstairs in the house. We were on separate floors. I kept my distance. I still got the vid. I still got COVID. So then I was, I did not feel good. I did not feel good at all. But so we rescheduled multiple times because you kept having this hope that it was going to (laughs) happen. I kept testing negative for like the first several days. So I was like, no, this is something else. This is something. And I kept being like, should we? Should we reschedule? Yeah. Should we like move it and just yeah. like, you know, open ended and you're, you're like, no, but this is going to happen. I yeah. am not sick. But I was sick. <laughs> and so then we rescheduled. Yes. But then we couldn't record. We rescheduled to a date right before, because you also basically 10 days after you had COVID where it was your Montana trip that you talked about. Yeah in the new year's reflections which did happen it did happen you went snowmobiling fortunate enough that we were out way outside of our quarantine period and feeling well enough that we could go and really enjoy it but we were going to record it the day before you left and i just wasn't up for it 
Yeah. We had rescheduled a couple times and then we rearranged episodes because we were supposed to have Daniel on. And so then we were going to switch some episodes around. Anyways, it was just yeah. a lot. And you, you even thought, well, if you're not up to it, maybe you would do it. Since I wasn't up to it, maybe you would do a solo episode. Yeah. And we had a lot of ideas floating. Yes, a lot of ideas. But then why don't we just skip it and, and that'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not in a... I had a lot that happened in a short amount of time. So that's also why I just like wasn't mentally ready for it. Um, the day, the Friday before Christmas. So like two days before Christmas, um, I was, uh, going to drive my nibblings to Orlando and then come back on Christmas day, come back to Tallahassee. Um, so I was ready. It was like, we were going to leave in the morning cause we knew there was gonna be traffic. So I was like, all ready to go. And I went to my Lego room to open the door for the dog, uh, the window for the dogs to look out. And I look up at my ceiling and I see, um, water spots on my ceiling Uh-oh. in my Lego room. And I'm just like, you know, those I, are not supposed to be there. Yeah. And <laughs> so I am like my ceiling, my roof is collapsing. Oh my goodness. So anyways, long story, but I had the stress of, uh, not knowing what was happening with my roof. And I had to drive to Orlando and also not having a chance to have anyone look at my roof until multiple days later because of the holiday. So that was a kind of heightened stress that was going on. Long story, but it ended up being not a huge issue. It was a gutter that had fallen on a roof shingle and caused the um, water leak to happen. And everything has been replaced and is good to go now. But that was a very stressful moments and then well it's hard right because when you find it you don't know how extensive the damage is it's it's, and i wasn't going to be home to even explore right you know i i was like needed to go take them to to orlando because that's where they were gonna have christmas right and i knew we had to get on the road as soon as we could because um it was going to be a lot of traffic and it was it was two extra hours oh wow (laughs) of traffic so um it was you know exactly what i thought it'd be but um yeah so it's just like those unknowns of that kind of thing. And of course happening on a holiday, but then also I think it was a Tuesday that we were, we were going to record that we had rescheduled to. Um, but that weekend my dog Mac had shown some major pain in her, I thought in her legs, but it, it ended up being a spine issue. And so, um, I had an appointment with my vet on that Monday. She got some meds and she was doing a little bit better with the meds. So Tuesday Mac was doing a little bit better, but I had just been emotionally, drained from my roof stuff and then my dog like she was doing really bad on that Sunday a couple days before that you know I thought I was gonna have to put her down on Monday Mm. and so it was um I was drained on that Tuesday so that's why we didn't record an episode well it's like one of those things right we came into the year we were like okay new year fresh start these are our plans this is how things are gonna go Mm -hmm. and then I mean, there are so many cliches about it because it's such a universal experience, but like we make plans and God laughs or when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Gosh, darn it. (sighs) Because things. Well, we canceled our lemonade. I think Uh, we canceled the lemonade on that, um, that recording day. And I don't feel bad that we did that. Right. (laughs) Yes. So you went on your trip. I went on my trip. And that went well. It went great. So no, that was exactly as you envisioned. Yes. Because you're a good planner. Because <laughs> we got very lucky uh, with weather and some flights and things working out. Yeah. 
So in between all of this, um, I had a appointment with my psychologist, Jill. We've had her on the podcast. And she, um, and so I had really been having a lot of anxiety during the roof incident. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's all fine now. Um, and then I had a lot of anxiety about Mac, um, you know, when she had those issues. And then I have some anxiety meds, but then I have anxiety sometimes about taking them. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself just like overthinking everything and like going to the bad place right away. And so um, when I talked to Jill about this, she says, well, you catastrophize. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's a big word. What do you mean? <laughs> and um, she um, she basically says, I like make everything like the end of the world, mm. which to be fair, one thing now in hindsight was not the end of the world because it's all fixed. <laughs> but one thing kind of was. So I, you know, I don't know. I'm still I still agree with her that catastrophizing is probably not the the a great coping mechanism. But um, that was something that she um, told me. And then I started to catastrophize about catastrophizing. So there was kind of like a weekend there where it wasn't the most helpful thing that I knew that I was doing this. Because that was something that I was telling her I wanted to work on was my mm-hmm. resilience this year. And um, like just getting better with like when, you know, life gives you lemons. I want to make my lemonade. Right. Okay. Right. And I don't want to like think of all the, the bad things. I want to just have some lemonade. And so she says I need to work on my catastrophizing first. And she also told me that she doesn't think I will ever necessarily be able to not mm. catastrophize because of my past trauma. That would make it hard for me to work on it. Somebody <laughs> told me like, you could work on this, but you're never gonna get any, it's never gonna you get any You know, and I, like, it's mm. really one of those things where I'm like, really like, um, yeah, I go back and forth with it. Cause it's kind of- Did kinda, she say that or are you catastrophizing what no, she No, she said? did. She says, she said it multiple times. She says, you know, I don't know that you're ever going to be able to like have a, be better with these things because of your past. And she said it like multiple ways and multiple, but then, I also think it was like reverse psychology where she was saying that you're never going to get better. And that was like a thing that I'm, I'm going to show you, I'm going to get better. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if she was telling me cause it was truth or she's telling me cause she wanted to, but now I'm analyzing that. Right, and now right. I'm catastrophizing about my psychologist, maybe like trying to reverse psychology me. I'm like, <laughs> did I pay for the reverse? I wanted the forward. What's happening? So, um, yeah. So I analyzed that for about a week. Um, which was, which was good. Cause it helped me to not like super focus on Mac. Um, cause I was focusing on my catastrophizing. So Mac was on steroids for two weeks and pain meds to help, um, with the pain in her spine. And that's what my vet found was she had pain in her spine and she thought the meds would make her better. And they did the first week and then the second week and not so much. So two weeks later, after I, catastrophized that I was going to have to put my dog down. Um, Mac wasn't better. And when I had my follow-up two week follow-up appointment with my vet, her demeanor was very different. She sat down in a chair. I don't think I've seen her in a chair. Mm. Normally standing up and very bubbly. Um, And she just talked slow and she just kind of told me, she didn't, she, she told me what my options are. We can definitely continue with the pain meds and trying to find out what works best to take away her pain. So we definitely talked about options and she sent me home with 
some new pain meds that we were going to try. And so I got home and gave her the meds and she didn't bounce back. Previous meds she kind of had, like they had helped, like they helped keep, you know, make her not in pain. So it was Monday night that I realized she didn't want to live with the pain and we weren't able to manage it to a place where she could have her old life back. So Tuesday, I took her to my vet to have her euthanized. And it was really sad. This is one week later. Well, not even a full week. This is, uh, tomorrow will be one week. Yeah. So we're just at about six days. Yeah. And this is Mac of the famous duo Mac and Tosh. Yes. So If I didn't say my dog, it's a dog. <laughs> right. My greyhound. We did an episode about her. 12 years ago how <laughs> three years four years ago three years ago three years ago, um maybe. it was one of our first episodes we did an episode about how she changed my life how she disrupted my life in the most beautiful way yeah it's a really long title but it was all so true um we'll and, definitely put a link to that in the show notes to make it easy to find it was yeah. episode 15 yeah see yeah crazy and this is episode 137, 137. <laughs> so um I, I did listen to it back and that was um I'm glad to have that recorded. But so, see, I don't feel so bad that I catastrophized two weeks ago. Right. Because because the worst thing happened. The worst thing did happen. And so on Tuesday, it was interesting because, I mean, I have cried a lot about it for two weeks. So, you know, to be fair. But on Tuesday, when I literally took her to be euthanized, like, I was kind of joking. Like, which is probably... uh, Coping mechanism. mechanism. Yeah. And I was kind of like, like my mom filmed the whole thing and I like saw some of the footage and I'm like, I look pretty chill. Yeah. You know? And I, I do think I had already kind of prepared myself for the worst, like two weeks before. So I wasn't like crazy shocked. I was super sad, but I knew I was making the right decision. So maybe that's why I wasn't like a total wreck, but Mm. So, I mean, I don't have any answers. I think catastrophizing is a bad thing, but um, I will say it doesn't feel like it was the worst thing in that situation. I do think I want to work on knowing when to overthink something and when Mm -hmm. to not overthink something. And I don't know that I'll ever know or be able to like be good at, you know, one or the other as my psychologist said. So, right. Well, it's interesting (laughs) that like the, something happens that sets off the thinking. So it's not as if, you know, you're just, you're, you're working and then all of a sudden, you know, you make this decision. I'm going to think about something bad and then I'm going to take it to its absolute worst possible outcome. It's like, no, something bad happened. You know, Matt got sick or you found damage in your home. Like, you know, something kind of triggers that, that thinking to get started. Well, do you find yourself now like catastrophizing about things about other things? I don't want to say something because I don't want to. I don't want to like like what create a trigger oh. and have you start catastrophizing <laughs> about it. But I mean, you would know if you were doing it. So are you doing it? Um, no, and I don't think like I don't think I would have read about catastrophizing. Well, by the way, it's a real thing. I looked it up after she told me, and I was like, oh, this is a whole thing. Great, fun. I'm glad that this is what I have now. Um, I don't think I do it on a super regular basis. Like Mm -hmm. I said, 
in the that first episode like last year was really good like it was a great year and yoga it was really helpful and you know i'm very hopeful for the future this just was like a huge thing that i didn't see coming right this was not in the plan for january i mean if i had seen this coming there's like i mean i just had like Max teeth clean. She had this like growth on her head I had removed mm-hmm. that ended up being nothing. Like there's so many things that like if I knew she was gonna die in this just in January, right. I wouldn't have done a ton of things. Right. And I wouldn't have been so stressed about X, Y, or Z because uh it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's the whole thing is we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know yeah. what, you know, yeah. the future holds. Which is why I'm glad that I am constantly like trying to be aware of my mental health mm-hmm. and take care of myself because you never, I never know like when something like this is going to happen. Right. Good point. I never want to plan for it, but I just plan for always being aware of my mental health. And then right. when something like this happens, then I, you know, then you can cope. Yeah. You can use your coping mechanisms and you can get through it. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband has um, this incredible gift. He has an extremely logical mind and he can, forecast you know potential results likely results and he can see like many steps ahead and i think the shadow side of that is that sometimes he anticipates uh, a bad result or he anticipates a problem that actually isn't that likely and then never happens but he's spent energy like worrying about this problem that's not ever happened that's kind of like catastrophizing right yeah. 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 That would be catastrophizing. Yeah. To think through like every single bad thing that could happen and to really put like a lot of focus on it. This you is, should, this is should tell him he catastrophizes. See what he, see if he Googles it and then catastrophize about catastrophizing. We've used that word. So I know that he knows it. <laughs> okay. But um, I mean, we, we, we tease him too about like how he makes things complicated because he's thinking through all the po- possible steps and how things could go wrong. Um, for example, this is such a silly example, but we really need new carpet in our master bedroom. Our house is 15 years old. Our carpet is 15 years old. It needs to be replaced. But he insists that we can't replace the carpet unless we completely redo the closet. Because there's carpet in the closet? Because there's carpet in the closet and there are pieces of, you know, like the closet structure, like the drawers yeah, or whatever, the that touch the carpet. Yeah. But I feel like we could have a carpet company come out and they could tell us whether we had to redo the closet or whether they would just slide the new carpet right under there. No problem. Because I think people get their carpet replaced. Mm, let's see every day. Somebody's getting their carpet replaced. So, you know, it's just one of those things like he it just makes it very complicated. Maybe it's an introvert extrovert thing. I like to always throw that out there or it's, you're really positive too. I don't know that yeah. that's necessarily an extrovert thing. Like you're a super positive person and I would never say I'm a positive person. And I don't know that your husband would fall into the very positive person thing either. Yeah. Not that he's not a great person, but I feel like he's probably very similar as me. Yeah. And just like we think about all the scenarios and not just the happy ones. Right. Mostly not the happy ones. Right. Yeah. And we always talk about, he and I always talk about how we have balance in our relationship. So if I'm always just picking the happy things, that kind of only leaves him with the like not so happy things. But so there is balance, but it's balance in the relationship, not in the person. 
Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So yeah. you got to work on your catastrophize, and he's got to work on <laughs> the not. So if I could cat- catastrophize more, yeah. then he could do it less, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think it's possible, but yeah. um, but that's just what my psychologist told me. Maybe it's possible for other people. <laughs> I was just told that I have no hope. She might not have said that. <laughs> she might not have said that. I'm going to make sure she hears this episode and she knows how much um that really resonated with me. <laughs> You're never gonna get. <laughs> you will never, never change. be You're better. You're never gonna get better. You will never be better. <laughs> but sure, try. <laughs> but I really encourage you to try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can try. There's no harm in trying, but you'll never get better. That is what I heard. That just does not sound like Dr. Jill to me. I, as I'm saying it, it feels like maybe she said it in a different way, but that's how I heard it, right, and right. I don't have it on film, so I can't tell you it was any different. <laughs> maybe I should film my sessions and then watch them back and be like, oh. Instant replay. Oh wait, she didn't say that. So so when life gives you lemons, you catastrophizing means you tend to think these lemons are gonna rot and they're gonna be useless. That's happened to me so many times. <laughs> With most fruit, really. I have all intentions when I buy fruit to eat mm-hmm. it. And then it just gets bolty before I can, and then I have to throw it away before I can make anything with it so one of the things about that cliche like when life gives you lemons make lemonade is i wonder if it doesn't try to rush us through even if we're not prone to catastrophizing right like if it doesn't rush us through to lemonade like no sometimes you need it to rot sometimes you gotta let the lemons rot or sometimes you just gotta sit with some sour lemons so do you think that the that the rest of 2023 is pretty much going to go according to plan I think it's ruined because I had all these plans in January just ruined my plans. So, no, I think I'm done 2023. In actuality, though, I will say, thinking back to 2020. Right. In January, we all had high hopes. We did. We were like, oh, 2019 is gone. Welcome 2020. We all had high hopes in January. So, and then we still were pretty hopeful in February. Towards the end, we were thinking, hmm. Something might be happening, right. but we were still hopeful based on that. Yes. <laughs> I think things could go up from here, actually. Okay. Based okay. On that's that. great. I do think based on that. Because I thought you were going to go the other direction. And I thought you were going to say this time in 2020, we didn't know that COVID was coming. And so we don't know what terrible plague is going to be unleashed upon us. Why are in you catastrophizing now? I, are you trying to practice? No, I, I'm saying I was, I thought that's what you were going to oh. do. And you didn't <laughs> just, just, just this episode has made you better. <laughs> Ta-da! You're welcome. Here's your lemonade. <laughs> Well, that was like an, a nice little bow. I love a bow. You love a bow. We were just talking about that for two hours before we recorded our <laughs> podcast. You're I don't know why about- we weren't recording that. That was like podcast gold. It was just random stuff that we were just catching up you on. You know, what I find interesting is the first thing you said is podcast gold. And the second thing was we just talked randomly <laughs> about stuff. I think we oh, have different definitions of podcast gold here. Two different things, two different pots there. Those feel huh. like two different things that didn't yeah. match together. Yeah. Um, you make a good point. You make a good point. But yeah, we did talk two hours about, I don't know, stuff. Right. Including that I like it when shows, this is how oh, it yeah. to also be true of books. I like it when they end 
with a bow that I know everyone is okay and the story is really over. Like, don't cancel my show. Give me a series finale, right? Like, come on. I agree. I totally agree with that. One of my favorite shows from the 90s was Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like superheroes, but that was the, I that was like the only mm-hmm. show I liked. Um, and I still am a little bitter because they had uh, four seasons and the fourth season ends with a cliffhanger and oh. we never got resolved. So I totally understand what you mean. I want my freaking bow. I still don't have my bow to Lois and Clark and they better bring that show back <laughs> it's been and almost, answer that question. It's been like almost 30 years. I they're just thought of that. They, yeah. They're rebooting so many shows. I well, haven't heard anything about that. I, did, I didn't I think don't about know. that, but you're right. They are rebooting a lot of I shows. I know, like, but I haven't heard anything about Lois and Clark. Like it's we the both, best show from the 90s. Well, we've both been watching that 90s show, which yes. is like the reboot of that 70s yeah. show. Um, which I like. I think like it's super too. cute, but I'm a 90s kid. Yeah. Um, you were like an in college kid. in 90, right? Yeah, I started college in 93. So I grew up more in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, were we giving examples of the randomness we were talking about before we started recording? I think so. I okay. think we were just trying to bring think, some of that in. But I think we did a good job with that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that we could tie this in because when life does not go according to plan, we can't reboot. Well, that was deep, Beth. I mean, it feels a little dark. But I think you're doing good on your catastrophizing, first of all. I will point that out. Um, I didn't say life would end. <laughs> you just, just said you, you gotta, you gotta, you well, I gotta think that's what you, yeah, I think you're saying you can't reboot, like do over. Is that right. what you mean? You can't yes. do over. Yes. But you can move forward in a different way, that's in true. a new way. Yes. Which I think is what, you have to, right? You which don't. I think is what new versions of the show kind of is, though. Yeah. We're not, like they're not actually like just bringing back the old show. They are bringing back the old characters, but in new situations. So I think when bad things happen, you won't be that person you were before, but you'll be a new person in new situations. And it's all in the way that you, you know, choose to make that lemonade and what that looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for me, I've learned that it's important to, well, through my whole life, I've learned it's important to feel my feelings and to express my feelings and to talk about them. And at some point it, it won't hurt as bad <laughs> and it will be right. easier right? to, uh, right. Whereas if you don't process your feelings and you just stuff them down, you repress them, you ignore them. It doesn't get better. It just they eats wait away. On you. Yeah. 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 Which I, it was what I did in my, you know, younger years, right. which I refuse to do again. Right. So, um, yeah. So maybe you can reboot. And maybe you're rebooting into a phase where you actually feel your feelings and that's better. Discovering Our Scars Podcast 2.0. <laughs> At the end of each episode, we end with questions for reflection. These are questions based on today's show that Beth will read and leave a little pause between for you to answer to yourself or you can find a PDF on our website. Number one, have you heard the term catastrophizing? Is this something you can relate to? Number two, when life gives you lemons, what do you do? Number three, what is the most recent thing in your life that has not gone according to plan? And number four, have you lost a loved one recently? What's your grieving process like? This has been the Discovering Our Scars podcast. Thank you for joining us.